much sound test. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That <laughs> uh, <laughs> hurt. Howdy, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Gaggle of Gays podcast. I'm Alaska. I'm Taylor. Cam, the limit does not exist. Cam is not here. Fucking shit. I still need to sneeze. Please. Bless you. I don't think it's happening. So how's your snow day been? Oh, I can hear myself in your headphones, I think. You're always so loud on mine. I'm sorry. I feel like I turn you down all the time. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> sorry I just exist and you ain't me. <laughs> I know that's right. But yeah, how's your... You've had, what, three snow days this week? Yeah, plus... Well, because... MLK day, we got off anyway, and then we had two snow days, and then Thursday, I went back, and then we had another snowstorm. <laughs> oh. Well. Yeah, I, like, walked outside today, and it was just snow everywhere. I was like, oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> Fucking. Except it's not nice, because, uh, I, uh, don't get paid. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> these days. <laughs> yeah. Um, we started Sorry, watching... buddy, my Venmo is... I'm just kidding. <laughs> Venmo is my real name. Um, <laughs> if you need my social security, it's also... Uh... <laughs> We've oh, been watching then... fucking Switched at Birth. I've never seen it. And it's good. Oh, wait. I've watched that before. My mom watched that, like, a long, long time ago. Because it's old, right? Yeah, it is old. Yeah. It has my fucking... The mom from George Lopez. I was like, you mothered me <laughs> in the middle of the night every night when I was a kid. Just waking up and seeing them bouncing on the trampoline. <laughs> the cold sweat and then them on the trampoline. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. The theme song. <laughs> when she popped up, I said, oh my god, Anna has Ryan from uh, High School Musical. I said, what? what is happening? I was like, That's amazing. Play? It's really, a really good cast. All star cast. There's somebody else, Hell yeah. but oh, um, the girl from L Word, who is also deaf. Fuck, what's her name? Jody. Jody. Also dead. De deaf. Oh, I was like, oh my god. No, 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 no. <laughs> deaf. Jody. Yeah, I, I like, love that's her. So sad. That's like the second thing that I've seen her in outside of L Word. There was something else recently that I watched, and I was like, holy shit! I was like, she's in everything. And she's, <laughs> she is just as cunty in that show as she is in Elward, and I love it. Oh, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. But, but yeah, besides that, how's your week been? Anything interesting? It's Dolly Parton's birthday today. Happy birthday, Happy birthday Dolly Parton. My mother. That's my mother. My mother. Yeah. I'm being dressed up tonight. My cow print pants. I'm gonna wear my boots. I'm like, guys, do you guys want a line dance or something? <laughs> well, we make <laughs> Nobody else knows that a line dance. No, <laughs> it's just gonna be me. <laughs> I feel like Vincent would try if I like did it. I feel like he would. I love Hi, Vincent. Hi, Vincent. <laughs> we played Fortnite with him yesterday, and he was really funny. He he was scary. Like. He's like, I'll kill you. <laughs> I'll kill your family. I'm like, oh my god, this. I love that. <laughs> it was just like him and one other guy in the squad, and Vincent killed me. He was like, yeah, that's what I thought. Don't fuck with my friends. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like, first kill of the game. I said, Jesus. <laughs> Hell yeah. But, yeah. Well. You ready to hear about something fun? Yeah, what what are we even talking really fun, about today? Um, well, we're going to talk about that you're uh, a, case. a disappearance. Okay. Ooh, we Interesting. About Ben McDaniel, which I'm sure you've never heard of. I don't think so. It's actually kind of a big one because there's been like documentaries and stuff made about it, but but it's it's interesting because i was like starting this and i was like um like i kind of think like what happened to him is obvious but then it's just like i don't know so oh, i i really don't know what yeah. like i don't know what i think happened damn I what was 
it says so um like when did this happen so ben go ben he was born eight let me restart <laughs> good start yeah <laughs> yep. yep um gosh let's try again rewind all right ben mcdaniel was born april 15th 1980 in memphis tennessee oh fuck yeah that's two days before cam and uh Jojo's birthday. yeah I really wish Cam, I feel like Cam would really like this story, because it's not really, like, gory or anything. Mm-hmm. And I know Cam prefers those kinds of, like, <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, compared to gore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we're going to start his story in the late 2000s. Good time. So, he was going through a difficult time in his life. His marriage had ended. They were divorced. Hmm. He had tried to start a construction business, but it had failed. And this failed business attempt left him with tax steps of almost $50,000 to the IRS in the state of Tennessee. Yeah, that's rough. That's a rough position. Yeah. And then also in about 2008, so this is about two years earlier from like when we're mainly going to talk about him. Um, his younger brother, Paul, he found him unconscious in his family home, tried to save him, but unfortunately, his brother passed away. Oh. So, his brother passed away, he got a divorce, tried to start a business, it failed, and he was $50,000 in debt to the IRS in Tennessee. That's so, really sad. That's really I going through that was some shit. mentally painful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and apparently, like, from what I saw, like, they had thought his brother died from, like, a seizure. Mm-hmm. But then I'm pretty sure later they found out it was actually a drug overdose. Oh. And, um, but it's still really sad. I mean, either really way, that's sad. really sad. Um, and his brother's only 22 years old, so. <gasps> that's so Even young. sadder. Holy yeah. Shit. So his parents decided that Ben needed a break. They're like, you need a little bit of time to chill out, get away from the world, and just kind of vibe. So they told him to take a sabbatical. And thankfully, I mean, his family's pretty rich. So Mm. (laughs) thankfully, they were able to um, give that to him, like, give the option. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they offered to support him financially while he. And his dog, a chocolate lab, he <gasps> rescued. Oh, it's so cute. I don't know what the dog's name was. I forgot to look that up, but still, it's so cute, right? That so is really cute. Um, him and his little puppy that he rescued went to his family's beach house at the Santa Rosa Beach on the Florida Panhandle. Mm-hmm. And he got to just go chill there for a bit. All so right. he decided to take this offer, and he moved to the house in um, 2010. All right. So at this time, he did have a girlfriend. Her name was Emily. So his parents and girlfriend said the move was beneficial to him. And like whenever they saw him or would talk to him, he was starting to like think and to talk about moving on from the things that he had been going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also moving to this area let Ben do something he enjoyed really like, like probably one of his like favorite hobbies, which was scuba diving. Okay. Yeah, that so he had, cool. yeah, he had first started diving at 15 years old, so safe to say, he knew what he was doing. <laughs> right. Um, and he would practice, I thought this was cute, he'd practice with tanks in his family pool. Oh, <laughs> that is cute. <laughs> um, so, because they lived in Tennessee, so they didn't live near, like, an ocean or anything, but... Um, right, But he could <laughs> still go, yeah, like, scuba diving, and then, like, lakes, um, and, like natural springs and stuff like that but i guess he used his pool (laughs) yeah but um so while he was at his family's beach house he was near the coast and he could like go dive in the ocean but he preferred to scuba dive in like freshwater areas so he would frequent this place called the vortex spring and it was a freshwater spring that was nearby that's a cunt name. Vortex Spring. I know. Hell yeah. So let's talk about Vortex Spring. Vortex Spring claims to be the largest diving facility in Florida. 
um, the divers descend into clear water at a constant temperature of 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Hmm. Which, it, like, you're sitting here and you're like, that probably sounds kind of cold, but you're also in, like, full wetsuits and everything, so I appreciate sure yeah. it feels really nice. <laughs> yeah, I think that would feel nice. That's not bad feel with really all good. that. No. Let me see. It's really, Orchard Spring is really pretty. Um, if you are able, look it up. It's very pretty. Um, and I'll just send you a little picky picker picture. Look at this. It's gorgeous. So, this is a little area that he's at. Oh, that he's is frequency. so pretty. Wow. So pretty. Okay. Yeah. Gorgeous. So, like clear water. It's like a nice 68 degrees. They offer diving instruction for all levels. So, you can go there even if you've like literally never dived before in your life. They'll be like beginner level stuff. Or if you're a very experienced diver, you can go and they have. A lot of places that you can dive. Um, experienced divers come for the underwater wildlife. And this cavern that is there, which is about 58 feet or 18 meters below the surface. If you go, you're required to present proof of open water certification. And you also have to sign a release of liability. Now, I'm kind of thinking, I didn't look this up, but I'm kind of thinking they, like, offer diverse certification. Like, if you're not certified, you can probably go there and get certified. Yeah, that seems like the kind of place that would, especially yeah. if they do, like, beginner mm -hmm. type, yeah. Like, instruction. And if not, I mean, there's places, it's Florida, so there's gonna be places all over that you can get certification anyway, especially near the coast. Yeah. Um. So, most experienced divers, the main attraction is the cave. And it starts 300 feet or 91 meters from the cavern. At the entrance of the cave, there's a sign, and it depicts the um, Grim Reaper. What? Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. Why? I'll, look, look, look. Okay, I sent you a picture of it. Okay. Oh my god. Uh, there'll be a picture on the Insta if you're listening. But so the sign is it has a picture of the Grim Reaper with this little sky. And it warns divers of the dangers of continuing onto the cave because cave diving can be very dangerous if you do not know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, the cave steadily narrows. It reaches a makeshift gate with a chain and a padlock. It's about 300 feet from the entrance. Okay. Um, so you can't go past this gate unless you go to the dive shop and you get the gate key from them. Which, to get the gate key, you have to show proof of a cave diving certification. So they're, like, trying to make sure that people who are not experienced and don't who don't know what they're key. doing don't get into that cave. Um, so to receive a cave diving, cave diving certification, you have to have two months of training. Okay. So that's quite a bit. And these two months, you have to have 125 dives with an instructor or a certified, certified diving partner. Okay. So, cave diving certification is quite a lot to get. So, not just anybody can get a cave diving certification. It takes quite a bit to be able to get into this area. So, beginning at the gate... Oh, wait, wait, I forgot to say. So, they instituted this policy after 13 divers died in the caves in the 1990s. So, the state was threatening to ban cave diving entirely. I was until... say, just take it out. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, really scary. Yeah. So um, that's when they were like, okay, you have to be certified to go into the area. Mm -hmm. So the cave, beginning at the gate. So we're at the gate. Over 1,600 feet through the area, they have limestone bedrock. It's been mapped. So somebody has gone in and like mapped through the cave. They have it to a depth of 310 feet, but the cave's full extent is unknown because there's areas that people cannot reach in it. Yeah. Even just, um, like, just regular people that go into caves, you know those, like, really tight space caves? That freaks mm -hmm. me out. So the thought of yeah. being underwater and going into cave is, like, yeah. double worse. Yeah. Oh, ugh. Yeah. Makes so my skin crawl. Points... I got goosebumps. Yeah, this that's why like I was like going through this and I was like, it's not like that true crimey because there's not like, but I was like I don't know it's still really interesting. Um, but at some point the cave's passage narrows to ten inches. Oh. Sorry, just burst through the door and interrupted our. 
sorry. Recording. I couldn't remember the because <laughs> I got two maple bars and one chocolate. Oh, thank you. I like the chocolate. Okay, good. Just kidding. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Jojo brought me a donut. Oh, yay. Jojo, look how scary this hey. is. Uh. Ew. Is that scary? I showed Jojo the sign of the Grim Reaper. Oh, yeah. Alright, anyways, continue. Um, so, okay, where I was at. Okay, so at some point, the cave's passage narrows to 10 inches. Oh my god! Which, to go through this, the divers have to remove their tanks, push them through the passage, and then twist and pull their bodies to follow through. Taking off your tank to do that? That's a red flag in so many different ways. <laughs> well, no. Some people like that. Some people like that. Um... So, Ben, back to Ben McDaniel. So, Ben, again, he liked to dive. He was going to this area. His dives at the site were regular enough that the dive shop employees and other frequent visitors came to know him, and they were, like, recognizing him when he came through. Mm -hmm. One of the employees, Chuck, Chuck Cronin, believes that while Ben had the proper equipment and he had considerable diving knowledge, he was often overly confident in his ability. Okay. And he wasn't shy about, like, saying so, so he was a little cocky about it. Interesting. Um, and it seemed that other people also shared this opinion, who had met him. Mm -hmm. And apparently, uh, which just kind of made me sad, he could not find anyone at Vortex Spring who was willing to be a diving partner, so he would go and do dives alone. That's sad. Yeah. Like, even if someone is, like, cocky and stuff, like, not to have... No one that yeah. wants to dive with you. And you're underwater. You don't have to talk to them. Right. <laughs> My face will done. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. If I, I wanted to see if I could find a picture of the cave. So you could, like, see. Because it looks kind of cool under there. I think this is a picture. And if he's good at diving, like... You would want yeah, to have someone matter? who's good. You don't have to yeah. talk to them. They're good at diving. So. Yeah. I think if you're my interested... only worry would be like. If you're with someone more experienced than you. And they wanted to keep going and you didn't. Then maybe I could see that being like a conflict. But. Yeah. That would be kind of scary. If you're interested in seeing like what the inside of the cave looks like. And you want to see. There's a lot of people who've done videos like with gopros of them going through the case so you can look that up and watch and um, they're pretty cool yeah, yeah. so on mid-august about four months into his little sabbatical he returned to tennessee for a week um his parents and his girlfriend emily said that he seemed optimistic that's good yeah so he told them he was working on getting certified as an instructor so he could find oh. a job yeah, and he was researching cave diving with the um, hope of getting that certification as well. Mm -hmm. When he went on his nights out, his like little dates with Emily, he would tell her plans to eventually start a diving-related business. And then on the weekend, August 14th to 15th, he returned back to Florida. Um, he left behind a letter thanking his parents for the sabbatical. And he was, like, promising to look after them as they grew up. Oh, why am I going to yeah. cry? That's so nice. <laughs> it's so nice. Wiener, no. No, you can't oh. have the donuts. Sorry, she's a... Uh... <laughs> okay. No, no. Sorry. She was um, just literally stuck her head in the entire bag. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, unfortunately, this was the last time they did see him. Hmm. I had a feeling that was coming. Yeah. It's always like you're listening to, like, a true crime story, and you're like, oh, I love this, I mm -hmm. love this, and then you're like, oh, right, <laughs> something You forget that it's actually, happen. like, yeah, <laughs> why we're here for, yeah. why we're here for, um, what we're here for. We're... <laughs> oh, my God, Wiener, stop. Oh. Hold on. You want to kick Wiener out? Yeah. She's fighting. It's fair. All right, continue. All right, so on August 18th, the Wednesday after he returned to the beach house, 
he went back up to the vortex frame. Mm-hmm. The middle of the day, he did one dive. And other divers saw him closely looking around the cave entrance as if he was, like, planning something or maybe going in. Yeah. After he went back to the dive shop and refilled his tanks, um, which they, the security cameras recorded him refilling his tanks, he spent most of the rest of the afternoon by himself alongside the spring. Witnesses said he was testing equipment, making notes in his dive log. That day had been hot. The temperatures were around 90 degrees, and as evening came, Ben started preparing for another dive. He called his mom on his cell phone, which was the last contact he had with his family. Around 7.30... I was going to say, are they, like, when the sun sets, are they allowed to dive? Uh, Yeah, I think they're still allowed. There's probably a closed time, Mm -hmm. but I think... They're still okay. Because, like, some of the employees saw him going down and didn't say anything. Okay. So I think it was okay. Um, So around 7.30, as the sun began to set, he went in again. So he was diving again. Mm-hmm. And then Cronin and another employee, Eduardo Terran, on their way back from a dive, saw them, or they were on a way back from a dive that they had went on. They saw Ben as he began descending. He had his lights on. He was wearing a helmet, which suggested to them he was venturing into the cave. Okay. Um, now, he doesn't have his cave diving certification. So, Taryn suspected for some time that he was forcing the gate open to be able to get in. Oh, no. Um, he decided that he was just going to go down to where he was and unlock the gate for him. Yeah, he watched Ben go in, and then he returned back to Cronin. No one has seen him since he went into that cave. God. Yeah. On some nights, when they had seen Ben dive late, the two would stay at the spring after resurfacing until they saw bubbles, which would indicate that he was beginning to decompress in order to safely resurface. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was really sweet. I was that like, oh, they're just... Like, they don't have to do that. But, unfortunately, on this night, they didn't do that, and so they went back to his house for coffee. Oh, the one time that they did it. The one time, yeah. So, Ben's truck was still in the parking lot the next morning, but it was summer, um, so they had a ton of summer visitors coming to the site, and nobody really, like, noticed or, like, thought anything of it. But the next morning, they noticed the truck... And then they were like, has anybody seen Ben? No one had. So they called the um, sheriff's office. Yeah. So when the sheriff got there, um, the deputies sealed off the spring with tape. Ben's tanks, wetsuit, and other diving equipment were not present in the truck. And there was no signs of a struggle near his truck or anywhere else that he could have been. His wallet with almost $1,000 in cash... His cell phone were in the cab of his truck, and some of his dive logs, which showed that he had explored the cave, um, and a map that he had made, they found in his truck. All right. Which I thought, like, I feel like he would bring the map with him if he was going in, so I don't know. Yeah, maybe. What was the deal with that? Um, Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. At the Santa Rosa Beach House, the officers found his dog. Hmm. Um, He was alive, but he was hungry from not being fed for two days. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, it was only two days, though, and it wasn't like a really long time. Yeah. Based on these circumstances, police and employees assumed that he had never surfaced and in all probability drowned somewhere in the cave trying to get out. They had cadaver dogs alert on the water surface, which further supported this theory. Okay. Um, reports of a missing diver in the Vortex Spring Cave spread, and other cave divers volunteered for what they thought would be a recovery operation. Yes. His family was called, and they drove to Florida along with Emily to observe the um, rescue, ops- or the, not the rescue, but the recovery operations. And then news media also followed the search. So, Captain Harry Hamilton, which, what a name. What a na- I was going to say, what a name, <laughs> Harry Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, he was the investigator in Holmes County. 
he assumed at first that a very large number of divers would volunteer to search and to recover his body. And then he soon realized that very few divers in the world had the training and skill that was needed to attempt such a dangerous cave diving recovery. Mm. Um, but they got some experienced divers to look through the cave. They investigated small crevices and fissures that Ben could have entered in a panicked attempt to exit the tape, the cave as his tanks like ran low. Mm-hmm. Which apparently this is a pattern that's found in cave diving deaths is they'll like go into like cracks or like fissures trying to like get out. Interesting. Which is scary. <laughs> I feel like you yeah, because odds are you'll probably get more trapped. But I guess if you're in a panic exactly. state, there's not really much Yeah, there's logical no, like, just like get out. Mm-hmm. Instead of like being like, okay, where's the path that I came through? Like mm-hmm. And then you can't really sit there and just be like, okay, I need to breathe because your tanks could be running low. You right. only have a limited amount of air. So it's so stressful. So stressful. Um, it was obviously risky work, but multiple divers searched through the weekend, but they did not find Ben. Interesting. So they did find some of his equipment. Okay. They found two tanks known to belong to Ben. They found them near the entrance to the cave. Weird. Uh, but this discovery struck people as inconsistent with Ben's intent to explore the cave that he was not supposed to enter. Um, cave divers usually place extra air tanks needed for decompression at points along their exit route so they can follow them out, which is smart. That makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of and... at the entrance to the... And not only at the entrance, yeah. So, when tested, the tanks were found to contain normal air. So you're like, okay. And? But apparently, there's a specialized gas mix that is required for diving at depth. Oh. That's weird. So he had the wrong air in his tanks. But Ben would have been aware of this requirement. Yeah. With with his experience. And also he's been researching cave diving. Like that's probably one of the first thing that pops up is, oh, hey, you have to have this certain kind of gas mix. Yeah. And with how interested and how often he was diving, he, he would definitely would have known. So that was, that was weird. very weird. Hmm. I don't like that. Yeah. So they found three tanks that they believed to belong to him. Um, Take one was an aluminum 80. So the 80, it had 80 cubic feet capacity. Uh, It was a full tank with a regulator. It was found 200 feet inside the cave. The two other tanks did not have regulators and they were attached to the talk box and the outer, again, this, if you can, I would look up like a little. There's a lot of maps of the cave, so you can see. This one's blurry. Okay, let's get a, a non blurry one, please. Her, okay. Please get out of here. <laughs> Judge opened the door and she's back. I don't have anything to eat. Go. Judge took it. Go. Go that way. Okay. So. Okay. Let's see. We have the little map. It'll be on the Instagram if you want to look with us. So tank one was found 200 feet, like near the entrance. Uh The two other tanks without the regulators were attached to the talk box in the outer cavern area called the piano room, which is marked on there. Yeah, I see that one. Um, Which is where the talk box was located at the time. And the talk box, I'm pretty sure, is just something you can use to, like, communicate with somebody on the surface. Which is why it's called... would be over there, though. Mm Mm-hmm. But, um, all of these tanks contained the normal air and not the specialized gas mix that he needed. Mm. The talk box was originally located in the piano room. They moved it to the basin area, which is closer to the top of the cave. Okay. Um, that's just kind of like that's all they found from his the equipment way and stuff. It looks so thin on like the left yeah. side to go and. <clears throat> so and then 
you can see like the gate mm-hmm. that's where he had to like he was not allowed to pass through so that's where the guy opened it up for him and then he went further in and then we'll talk about the restrictions later and like what they are because they're actually terrifying oh good <laughs> they look scary yeah. so yeah um by sunday august 22nd no other signs of ben had been found so the sex was sent to this guy named ed Sorensen. he is a veteran cave diver he is a recovery specialist uh with nearly 2500 logged dives holy shit <laughs> Yeah, That's so many. Is... Wow. Uh, he was on a yacht in the Bahamas leading an expedition when he got this call, and he was at Gore-Tex Spring the next day. Wow. I was like, what a man. <laughs> yeah. Like, give up your time in the Bahamas to go find this guy? Like, that's... Someone you don't us. even know. Yeah. That's exactly. a good man. That's a good man. Um, other divers and an official with the International Underwater Cave Rescue and Recovery told him it was too dangerous to search any deeper into the cave. So they were like, there's literally no point, dude. Mm-hmm. And he's probably That's... like, wong. And literally wong. he said, womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> womp womp, I'm gonna do it anyways. Uh, he made three separate dives that day. Wow. Going 1,700 feet into the cave. 200 feet further than the sections Ben had mapped himself. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, the like, what I'm thinking, like, that is if, like, there's no way Ben had gone any further. Like, he wouldn't have gone any further than the places he had mapped, like, on purpose. So, the only way he would have done that is, like, accidentally. Mm-hmm. If he just but, got, like, off track or something. Yeah. And Sorensen could go so much further than Ben had, like. For sure. Thinking about his experience and everything and what he knows. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, how did he not find him but mm-hmm. um he used a diver propulsion vehicle which is like one of those things that like pushes you ahead so you can go faster oh yeah and he used smaller tanks to increase his range he found nothing no That's body weird yeah no evidence of somebody being in the cave so he didn't see any increased activity by the carnivorous aquatic scavengers which, mm-hmm. at this point, his body had been in there for, like, days. So and there would be, be these... The... Yeah. Yeah. Like... Them little freaks that mm-hmm. feed on... <laughs> yeah. They are. <laughs> <laughs> like... Um, no evidence that Ben had gotten into any of these sections. Like, he didn't see any marks on the cave walls or disturbed silt, which would oh, have been yeah. there. Um, so, looking at Ben, he was six one. He weighed 210 pounds. So Ben was one inch taller than Sorensen. So he's taller and he's 20 pounds heavier than Sorensen. He's bigger than Sorensen is. He Without cave training. Go. Yeah, Sorensen said there's no way Ben could have gotten through some of the narrow passages, which yeah. are the restrictions on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, I know what I'm doing and I barely made it through. Yeah. So, no. So, where is he? Yeah, because what the That's fuck? That's terrifying. It'd be very obvious, I think, looking at this map, if you would, like, if someone was there. Yeah. Um, and I didn't even so think said, about, like, the sill and, like, markings on the wall, plus mm-hmm. all of the animals that would try to go for a dead body. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He said it would be impossible to go through that restriction. Without making a mark on the floor or the ceiling. Yeah. He's not there. So that's from, that's what Sorensen said, who's an expert cave diver. And he's also done a ton of recovery operations to find, like, he's done this a lot. Yeah. I trust, I trust this man. (laughs) Um, His family did what they could to help with the search. They hired Steve Keen who had originally mapped the cave in 2003 to look. And I don't know if this map that I'm showing you is like a very... It's not detailed or anything, but I feel like it's just easy for us to understand. I don't know if there's any if like better not. maps. There probably definitely is. 
but, but for people that can <laughs> that know about diving yeah know, yeah this is it's just like for us we it's easily readable easily understandable if you want to see a better one i would go look like they have a website and everything that probably has really good maps on it mm-hmm. um so they hired steve Keenan. this is the guy who originally mapped the cave in 2003 so this guy had also been very, very far into the cave yeah um, <laughs> ignore the crap. The what? I opened up a drink. What you drinking? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve King did seven dives. Seven. Mm. And then he was apologizing because he could not find any signs of Ben. There's just he no said, way. I know, it's like... Like you're like sitting here and you're like logically you're like he's he had to have gone missing in that cave, like but then all these people are searching for him and nobody can find him. Not even signs besides the tanks, but the tanks aren't even really right. Yeah. Like the he could have just like placed those tanks there to like throw people off. Yeah. It's just like that's what I've met like the further I was getting into what the fuck? <laughs> but I also feel like if he placed them to throw people off, I think he still would have put the right amount in it. The to, right gas. Or the right gas. gas and be like, I did go in. But mm-hmm. it's very weird. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, So he did seven, seven dives and then he was apologizing because he couldn't find him. He said, if he's in there, I don't know where he would be. Which... Also, like, to play devil's advocate, there's probably parts of this cave that people haven't explored. And there might be areas, like, and maybe in a panic, he, like, fit himself through somewhere and nobody else could get into. I don't know. I'm not an expert cave diver. But it's also, like, he seemed taller and bigger than that other one. And if he's, like, an expert and still couldn't find him, that's... And yeah. did multiple trips too, so you know he's not checking the same spots mm-hmm. every time. It's very weird. It's very weird. So I thought this was really interesting. His family agreed to put up fifty-four thousand dollars to guarantee um the cost of replacing a ROV, a remotely operated underwater vehicle, um, brought to the spring by the Fort Lauderdale police. So basically they're like we really want you to use this to try and go into the caves to look for him. But there was like this, um, they were like, well, if it goes in there, it might not come out. This is a very expensive piece of equipment. So the family is like, okay, if it gets lost, we'll pay, we'll pay for, for another one. Yeah. Which I just want to, I just want to say something. Um, Hey, whenever we s- spent billions of dollars to go find those billionaires at the bottom right. of the ocean, their families didn't offer to pay for the hell expensive. And you know that they could. Yeah. But right. uh, this poor family is... That's really they had sad to do it. that they're doing that for... They but shouldn't have to. They no. should just be looking or for them. Or they should have made those billionaires people... Or that, yeah. ...have to go pay for it. Either way, it's just sad. Um, so they offered to pay for it just in case it was lost in the cave. Due to technical issues, it wasn't able to go any further than divers. Mm. But, and so it really, it didn't really help anything. In total, 16 divers spent 36 days straight looking for Ben's body with no results. See, see, that's so many people and so many different times. There's no way that he's in there if they couldn't find him between all of those people. Right. That's, Did they also check, like, not just the cave, but the other surrounding area, like, in the water yeah, still? We'll, yeah, uh, we'll talk about it. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, volunteer searches continued afterwards through November, often with um, Ben's parents and Emily in attendance. I also want to say, I feel so bad for his parents because they lost his brother. Yeah, I forgot about that. And then... Their son, their other older son, like years later. That's that's horrifying. hard. That's yeah. very hard. Um, with the cave having been thoroughly searched, people started questioning. They were like, "Did he 
go in there at all had he been in there at all which we do know he had gone into the cave because of the employee who saw him Mm -hmm. but did he get out of the cave and he was somewhere else right um perhaps his body had been secretly removed from the cave before searching began and disposed of on land that was a theory okay maybe it had washed out through the springs outlet um others suggested that he staged his own disappearance to start his life over under another identity escape the troubles that he had been going through see that one i wouldn't understand though because of the way that he seemed like he was getting his life back Mm -hmm. so i wouldn't imagine and was so excited to like do all this new stuff he has a new girlfriend like good relationship with his family i don't think that yeah i don't know yeah i don't think that one is but a lot of people believe that one so Hmm. uh yeah i don't know (laughs) authorities considered these possibilities and they adjusted their search the cadaver dogs searched the woods around the spring without success assisted by helicopters they searched the swamps along the springs outflow into blue creek and sandy creek to the um, it's a river. I think it's Choctawachi River. Um, 30 separate tests of the water over the next several months. This was crazy to me. So they tested the water for an increase of a bacteria that would indicate the presence of a deco- decomposing human body. Hmm. And they found no signs of that bacteria. And this was from the water that came from the um spring yeah that's very the interesting springs from the cave yeah really interesting yeah i feel like it would definitely show up right yeah but i don't know <laughs> it's just like if he didn't go if he didn't die in the cave where is he if someone also killed him then why would they why would they kill him why would they kill him? Why would they leave the tanks? Where, where did they take him? Why would you go to that much yeah. trouble while someone's diving to get them? I mean, I... Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, it, it wasn't money-related because right. all his money was still in his wallet and everything. And he was not... Like, he was not doing too well with the debts and everything anyway. Yeah, and, like, nothing on your person that would really be worth anything. I mean, I guess there's definitely, I mean, people kill just to kill, but mm-hmm. it's very interesting. Because also that it's place doesn't seem like it has a lot of crime going around. Mm-hmm. So, well. oh, no, all right. <laughs> actually, actually, take that back. Um, take so, Taryn, one of the employees who said that he let Ben into the cave despite knowing that he lacked certification to dive into it, he did pass a lie detector test of his account. Okay. So I was like, okay. I think, Um, and that person was a worker, right? Yeah. I feel like he should be fired because if you know that they don't have the certification and you still open the gate for them, that's Mm -hmm. not good. And he, like, knew that he, like, I'm pretty sure his reasoning was, like, well, he's been going in there anyway. He's going to go in there with that, with or without me letting him in. But still, you yeah, should but try. still try to keep him out. I mean, mm-hmm. if you open it up, you're for sure just, like, that sign at the beginning, mm-hmm. that's almost signing a death sentence. So, especially yeah. if you don't have your certification. Yeah, and the sign literally says, prevent your death, don't go any further. Right, exactly. So More than 300 divers, including open water scuba instructors, have died in caves just like this one. You need training. Like, what? Very yeah. weird. And he was like, okay, have fun. Like, yeah. What? So the parents were frustrated by the limitations of the search um, that had so far been happening. They increasingly became to believe, or they were becoming to believe that Ben's body was. That Ben's what? Sir- oh, sorry. You cut out, sorry. Yeah, it just stopped recording for a second. Hey, um, <laughs> they thought his body was in an area of the cave that no one had searched yet. So okay. they offered a reward of $10,000 at the end of the year 
to anyone brave enough to go on to those places and find his body. Me personally, I would need more than $10,000. Yeah. Because going in there and also people dying, yeah. I'd be like, hey, maybe raise it. I'm only worth $10,000. Mm-hmm. So the, the wording of it was not great. So people were saying that the insinuation of cowardice, like saying like if anybody's brave enough, um, it alienated the divers who had already risked their lives searching in the cave. Oh yeah, I can for see bit. That. that. And it raised fears among these divers that it would encourage somebody who is untrained to go into the cave and take potentially fatal risks. Just to prove to get that the they reward were brave money. And, like, yeah, get the money. Yeah. That's a good um, point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So they did not listen. The parents didn't. And instead, they increased the award oh, twice. Okay. All right. In March 2012, the reward had increased to 30000 And the fears of the cave divers were realized, and it happened. Two days before the Investigation Discovery Cable Channel series disappeared. So I think you can still watch that. They aired a segment of Ben's case. Mm -hmm. um, two days before this episode aired, a diver from Mississippi, his name was Larry Higginbotham, died in the cavern at Vortex. Oh, no. That's really yeah. sad. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, they should have listened to the more mm -hmm. experienced about that because, yeah. Yeah. You never know who's um, gonna be like money. I don't know how to dive at all, but shit, I'll be up in there because people will just. If, I mean, mm -hmm. if you need the money also that bad, and some people mm -hmm. will be willing to risk their lives to go into a cave. Yeah, and when they don't know anything about it. Like truthfully, a lot of people don't even know about cave diving. Like, oh, I'm just gonna go in the water and just go through and look for this guy. Like, they don't understand. Yeah. what actually goes into cave diving and like why it's so dangerous mm -hmm. and then with the the reward money added on they're like oh this will be easy and then just yeah risk their yeah. lives when they don't need to so larry's body was found the next day after he too had failed to return from a dive mm. he had gotten himself in a pinch he couldn't find his way back out um, that was what one of the divers who recovered the body said. Also, how old was he? I don't know. Mm. That's but yeah, but it's just like. Also, I can't imagine being like a recovery person, and like diving and like knowing you're gonna be you're like you you're looking for somebody who's died and like just yeah, those people are more like, strong willed than I because I would have a breakdown. Yeah. And then, oh, okay, this just, okay, so there was, this part's really sad, so if you don't want to hear it, I would skip a little bit, but there was no explicit evidence that he, that Larry was trying to find Ben, but the divers who recovered his body believed that he was, okay. because he was found near a shovel left, near a restriction that was so small, no one could get through it. And this is from Sorensen, our the guy who's like, we love this man. Mm -hmm. And Sorensen had said that, and because he had to pull Larry's body through four tight restrictions. Mm. Yeah, which that's also so traumatizing to me. Just thinking about, I didn't even think about that part. Like, okay, you found them. Okay, wait, I think I cut out again. <laughs> So you find the body, and then you still have to drag it through everything. the rest of the cave back to... Mm. Yeah. So, knowing that, like, Sorensen does that all the time, like, strong man. Strong man. Also, good for him because he's returning the bodies back to the loved ones, so they're not just mm -hmm. lost forever, too. Yeah, for sure. So, I don't really know anything else about Sorensen, so uh, I don't know if he's a problem rat or anything, but... From what I've heard from this, good man. Good man. <laughs> and then looking at that map, so he carried him through four tight restrictions. There's only four restrictions on that map. Yeah. 
So he had gone really far. I'm sure that map goes further than that. Probably, but on there, at least, that's still pretty far. That's so far into the cave. That's It goes into the, like, 150 feet down. Mm -hmm. Crazy. So after that, the following month, the McDaniels decided to take away the reward offer. Um, Good. They got rid of it. But I'm a little too late, honestly. Yeah. Um, Sorensen said not only did it endanger the lives of divers who would risk going further than they should, but it puts all of our lives at risk because we have to go in to recover the bodies. Mm-hmm. Which, That's damn. A good point. Yeah. So by that time, the McDaniels had also come to believe that if he had not died in a cave, they thought Ben had been murdered. All right, yeah. Which is like, okay. My mind would probably go there too. Go there too, yeah. find him, yeah. And then a phone tip line they had um, set up, had not received any calls, and no one who had not yet said anything already was likely to be further motivated to do so. So that was also why they took the reward money away. Because they were like, it's not really doing anything. So... Let's talk about the owner of Vortex Spring really quickly. Uh, his name was Lowell Kelly. So McDaniel was not the only person associated with Vortex Spring at the time who was uh, facing some legal issues. So Lowell Kelly, who had owned Vortex Spring since 2007, mm-hmm. was facing criminal charges. Oh, God. For what? Yeah. He had allegedly taken a temporary employee who he had said owed him thousands of dollars um, into an isolated wooded area and attempted to beat him with a baseball bat to make him pay up. Oh my god, Taylor. What the fuck? The owner of the springs, yeah. Beating him is not going to get your money back. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. The owner. <laughs> it's always wild when we're like talking about somewhere and then we talk about the owner and the owner has some dark shit in the mm-hmm. past and you're like, whoa. All right. Yeah. Thankfully, the man escaped and Kelly was charged with assault and kidnapping. Yeah. In 2011, Kelly... Um. Okay ameliorated the charges against him. I think that's how you say the word. Uh, by pleading no contest. So he was fined. He was sentenced to seven years of probation. But he died before the first year was completed. Of what? Um, so <laughs> during a chili cook-off. Okay. Sorry, it's not funny, but it's just oh. the fact that <laughs> I Chili cook off. Chili cook off. Not what it was. Although we can kind of laugh at him because he's obviously not that terrible person. Yeah. Um, He was hosting this chili cook off at Vortex Spring in December. He apparently fell down the stairs and received a head injury. And then a guest drove him to his home, helped Kelly into the shower, placed a blanket over him, and left him to rest in the bathtub. Bitch, what the fuck? That's a terrible idea. That's like the worst thing that they could have done. I was like, why did you leave him in the bathtub? Right. What the fuck? (laughs) Falling down the stairs, getting a head injury, and they're like, I'll take you home and all that. He's like, just just sleep it off, bitch. Probably had a concussion to start with. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Or like a brain bleed or something. Yeah, probably. If you're falling down a whole flight of stairs and hitting your head. I'm assuming it was outside, yeah. so probably on concrete, too. Right. I just really love that they're like, no, I'm not taking you to the bed. You're going to sleep in the bathtub. In the bathtub. <laughs> yeah, great fucking idea. If any right. of y'all ever did that to me, <laughs> So, in the morning, a different person came to check on him, and they realized his condition had worsened overnight. Shocker. Which adds up. <laughs> yeah. And then emergency medical services were called, and he was admitted to a hospital. 
Um, he remained comatose, was eventually placed in hospice care, where he died the following month. Um, the Holmes Care County Sheriff's Office, which had also been the lead agency investigating Ben's disappearance, implied that they had not gotten full story of what occurred the night of Kelly's. They had some questions. <laughs> okay. So, however, the police would not name the individuals who had taken him into the house and left him there, and then the one that found him in the next morning. Mm -hmm. um, the sheriff's office also refused to release the autopsy report, despite its status as a public record under Florida Sunshine Law. That's weird. Because they said it would compromise an ongoing investigation. Um, okay. Yeah, so, it's a little, uh, Weird. other uh, yeah so that's that's kelly the owner so kind of goes into one of the theories of what might have happened like we'll talk about it a little bit but so back to ben ben mcdaniel by 2011 it seemed unlikely that his body was going to be found yeah and the mcdaniel mcdaniels began considering the possibility he could have died as a result of foul play and his diving disappearance was staged to cover up a crime Okay. Um, or perhaps he had been found dead by the dive shop staff who mm. feared the consequences of that discovery since they had been the ones to let him in there. Inch, yeah, that's what I was kind of, because mm -hmm. that guy getting in there, letting him in there, it's very interesting. Yeah, interesting. So the McDaniels hired a private investigator, Lynn Marie Carty, who found that people associated with Vortex Spring had criminal records, including Kelly, the owner, which we... Yeah. Um, she said, there's as much reason to look above the water for his body as to look below in the cave. Yeah. Um, some other events reported to have occurred on the day Ben disappeared supported that theory. So... Kelly had said whenever I guess when they were asking him questions about what happened that day, like on his end, he said shortly afterwards on that evening, a man he described as wild-eyed and apparently drunk showed up at the shop and asked if it was too late to dive. Oh God, person um, diving. Yeah, so they were kind of thrown around the possibility that maybe this man, if he existed might have been involved um maybe he ran into ben sometime maybe something happened between two mm -hmm. um and then earlier that day which i don't really think this one's very believable but a diver had a confrontation with several teenagers who had been drinking and he said they eventually left but then people were saying oh maybe they came back later to get rid so what? And they ran into to get revenge mm. and ran into Ben instead of the man they had been talking to. Okay. Which I don't really believe that one as much. Nah. Um That's still interesting, nonetheless. And I really don't believe the one about the wild eyed man mm. running into Ben. But the one maybe like with the employees and Kelly, who all have criminal records, they're like, oh shit, we can we get in trouble, get in especially trouble. with yeah. our records. Yeah. Ben also, hasn't come back. Because of, like, they definitely could have gotten... Um, they could have gotten him out. And then mm -hmm. also, the fact that they took that long to be like, hey, his car is still here, that was like two yeah. days. The yeah. morning after, I would have been questioning. I'd have been like, maybe we should go look. Because, mm -hmm. and as dive shop owners, I feel like that's pretty. That's yeah, something they should do. That's something often. they should yeah. know. Like when they get there in the morning, if there's cars already there, they should mm -hmm. be wary about it. And also that's the fact one thing that where they they're like, watch too. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, the fact that, like, whenever they get there in the morning, they open up everything, right? So they're going to be the only people there. there if I'm, like, not. Right. Unless it's, like, something different. But I don't think so. So if they see somebody's car is still there. That would that probably be the first already... thing that I would do. 
because they had been saying like oh we didn't notice his car because there was so many sure. people but i'm like but when but you first, when you first there, got there and he's obviously there a lot so they know that that's his car uh-huh. so it's like uh... it's a little fishy to me um so march 2012 the mcdaniels arranged for cadaver dogs to search the area of the springs again but there's no also mm. it's been really long at this yeah it's been a long time i don't yeah so this part i found interesting um so among the divers who had heard about the case was a woman named jill heimarth i think is how you say your name um it's h-e-i-n-e-r-t-h okay i think as heimarth so she's canadian um She's a bad bitch. She <laughs> set the world record for deepest dive by a woman. Fuck yeah. So bad bitch. Uh, she and her husband are both certified cave divers and documentary filmmakers. So cool. Power couple. Honestly. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> they went to Vortex Spring to make a video. Um, they wanted to show this video to the McDaniel family. Which, this was sweet. They wanted to give them a better understanding of, like, the risks associated with cave diving. And also maybe some closure. Yeah. So, they had good intentions for doing this. At the time, she believed that Ben was not in cave cave depths. But then, during the research process, she was able to read his dive log and the map that he made. She realized... He had, in fact, gotten very far into the cave. Knowing that divers in trouble will often burrow deeper into narrow crevices, such as those within the cave, like in a mistaken effort to get back to the surface, she changed her opinion. She said she didn't see any evidence that he was not in the cave. Hmm. And then she and her husband turned their video into a feature-length documentary called Ben's Vortex, is released in 2012, and it considers the theories regarding his disappearance. So, the fact that it was an accident and he like went somewhere in the cave and died a murder or a cover up of the accident, a staged disappearance to allow Ben to escape his problems, mm-hmm. which that one I really don't believe. Mm-hmm. But Shelby which I'm pretty sure is his mom, she does not believe that Ben had any abandoning his life, which I don't either. Yeah, I don't either. So, like, he left his dog at the house. Also, yeah, his dog. Yeah. He did not give Emily, his girlfriend, any indication of such plans. In fact, the opposite. He was, like, telling her... Future shit. Like, future shit, yeah. Um, she also noticed noted that Ben had seen the impact his brother Paul's death had had on his parents and after what we went through with Paul we know our son well enough that he wouldn't put us through that again yeah which I agree I agree and then in July 2023 so pretty recently there was a uh, book called Beyond the Great it's an award-winning thriller. If you're interested in reading it, anybody? Interesting. It was written by Rob Nito. Nito Neto. N-E-T-O. Um, so he is a cave diver who was tasked with trying to find and recover Ben's body the day he was reported missing. Oh. Okay. Um, so... The foreword in the book states the idea for the book was inspired by Ben McDaniel's disappearance. So Nito and one of his teammates got to the fourth restriction, seeing no signs of Ben in the cave. Mm-hmm. So he got really far into the cave as well. Yeah. Um, this book is fiction, and it uses fictional characters. In- but it begins out. with the... Uh, this book character. is fiction and uses fictional characters. And incidents, but it begins with the premise that Ben did die in the cave, and it explores one possible explanation for what happened. 
what's it called i want to look it up um beyond the great beyond which i was like because the gate is like the great thing uh, I was like, okay. great i that's yeah. great <laughs> okay there it is i might add that to my to be read because that sounds interesting Mm -hmm. Great. But that is the story of Ben McDaniel. That was fucking wild, Taylor. That was not I how know. I thought. I really thought they were gonna find him in the cave. Like I know it's missing persons, but I was like, maybe after a while they would have found him. Nope. But the fact Still that there no hasn't—it like yeah, not even like a sliver of a sign. That's yeah, so just like weird. nothing. Yeah, if yeah. I end up reading that book, I'll uh, get back to y'all because interesting. Yeah. Oh, and this is, I guess I'll send, let you see. This is Ben. Oh. And his little scuba equipment. He was so yeah. excited about scuba diving. He I definitely was. don't think that he just planned to disappear. Mm -mm. I think something happened. I don't think he, like, purposely did that. Something yeah. happened. For sure. Wow, I what think, a story, Taylor. I know. My two theories that I support is, like, he did die in the cave, but also I think that it's very possible that he died in there, but then the cave employees, the dive shop employees, like, got him out and hid him somewhere. I think that's what I believe, for sure. That's what I still do. All right. Yeah. I was Shit. like, Cam would have liked that one, so. Yeah, Cam would have. Cam, if you're listening... <laughs> Had some stuff they had to do. Been being so. at work. Yeah, I'm like they fucking work. hate us. <laughs> God. But all right, yeah. shit. Well, shit. Taylor, tell them where to find us then. Well, you can email us at gaggleofgazepodcast at gmail dot com. <clears throat> and then just look up our name on any social and we're there, there. we're fucking there Maybe. Happy... oh it's not Friday well happy Friday to us um, well, happy Sunday when you're listening to this or Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday it or could be Friday or Should. Saturday yeah whatever day let us know what you think um, yeah alright well enjoyed. I guess we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Give us a give us a rating, please. It helps us. Please. It helps people find us. Quick, just like a tap of that five star. Nothing more. I mean, nothing wait, less. nothing less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will talk to y'all next week. Bye, what's? <laughs>